0: Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm Tom Blackwood, Executive Pastor at Calvary Church. We hope you'll find something every week that inspires and encourages you in your faith. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen so that you'll never miss an update. Hope you enjoy the message. Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. The Bible says that where two or three are gathered together, that he is here in our midst. And that means he's here. He's in, it's, it's his presence. that that just fills this room and it's more than just an experience. It's more than just a moment where we sing songs. It's literally the fulfillment of what we see happening in that that moment of what seemed like defeat, a crucifixion of our savior on a cross. It's in that moment where the Bible says that the veil of the temple was torn from the bottom to the top. The reason why that's significant is because it was God purchasing presence for us. It was him allowing us To go to where at the time only the priests were able to go but he said no I'm going to purchase for you the ability to be in my presence and that's what we enjoy in our time when we get together in his presence so so I'm not sure what need you may have brought in we've already had a time of prayer but I'm just here to tell you that God is here to meet your needs God is here to connect with you for a reason, for a purpose. You're going to hear a lot about that today, about the reason why we experience the presence of God is not just for here, but it's for the world. And boy, aren't you glad that he uses us to accomplish his purpose and mission. That's so good. Well, thank you guys. You you may be seated as we just transition our time of worship this morning. Students, you guys rock. You're awesome. I appreciate you and your passion. And uh, boy, I tell you what, the next generation is, um, uh, we don't have to worry. God's doing a, a move in students and kid men. I was over, yeah. So I, I don't know, if you're, if you're a guest with us today, we've already welcomed you once. But can I just say, as pastor of the church here, welcome. Uh, you are... You're the you're the reason we're here too. Uh, obviously, it's for for the Lord, but also for you to experience His presence. And uh, it's you've just come into a great place. This is an awesome family. One of the ways that we always say we continue to worship the Lord in our giving is by returning to the Lord His tithes and bringing to Him our offerings. And you can do that in several different ways. This is a, a point of worship. I know that sometimes when our posture changes, our heart does too. I'm just going to beg you to push against that, even though you're seated whatever you're still worshiping the lord in your giving and saying god this first 10 percent is yours it's it's yours and i return it to you and here's my offerings as well you can do that several different ways to to give And the uh, envelopes on those seat pockets there in front of you you can give physically here in the building the buckets on the way out You can do that as well as giving online, calvarytriad.com slash give. It's the online presence where you can give there. It'll take you through all those steps there, super simple. Or you can text to give, and the way you do that is text the amount Just put in, you know, 2,500, whatever that is, and your gift, and then to the number 84321. And that's how you give there as well. Well, I was kidding uh, with Pastor G and and, uh, Pastor Kim over here a minute ago. I said, I'm not sure, is is that what sleep deprivation plus the presence of God looks like? They said, I love it. You know, I'm like, come on, bring it. Well, the kids, the reason I say that is because all the students... many of the students have been involved in fine arts this past weekend and Friday and Saturday, we've had an incredible representation of Calvary church and what God is doing as young men and women recognize that God has given talents and resources to them. And they just want to say, Hey, let's develop those things and use them in, in ministry. And so that was this past weekend. We had, I think like 23, 25 different entries into, uh, what's called district North Carolina. Uh, uh they, they presented their ministry gifts all the way from from singing vocalists to acting to drama to um you know drawing and photography short sermon uh, worship dance i don't know what else i'm missing there's probably something puppetry um all, all these different things of kids saying hey here's my gifts and talent in that and of those presentations they're all the best right we just like like moms and dads They're all amazing. But we had three of our presentations that actually were recognized by the district as the merit winner, which means they're the best in their category. So that's awesome. So that's pretty cool, right? Pastor Kim and myself, we were there uh, Friday just hanging out. Pastor G, you did a tremendous job leading. Thank you for all your leadership in uh, just the student ministries as well. Uh, and he's deflecting, as he always does, whatever, but it's leadership here. And then Carrie Trury, thank you so much for the hands on leadership of Fine Arts Ministries. I'm telling you that she deserves a round of applause from this church. So. It's just awesome to see those those kids uh living in their they're fulfilling their call of the call of God on their lives so that's just me talking about it. I thought you know what that's that's great, but I want you to see it and so today um as we just uh, launch into the, the ministry of the word, uh, I'm going to ask the student ministries and they can go ahead and come on up. Guys, make your way because you make me look better uh, when you stand up here behind me and i let you guys get ready. But the reason why I wanted them to come is because quite honestly, not just necessarily a presentation, but methodology may be different, but the word that you're about to hear and see presented is the word of God. And it's powerful no matter what the delivery mechanism may be. And so I just think they're, they're incredible about what God is doing in and through them. This is one of our human video groups that uh, presented and will be advancing to nationals. Uh, in fact, our other human video group actually won the merit award in the district, like the best of the best. So they're just incredible. And that was awesome too. And but I... I saw these guys perform or present this ministry on Wednesday, and the message of what you're about to see just fits so uh, right into someone that uh, encounters Jesus in a pretty powerful way. I believe, Monica, were you one of the coaches of this one? So you're going to intro it, right? So you're saying, Pastor John, I'm ready. Let's get out of the way. Welcome the Fine Arts uh, presentation here today as they come and minister to you guys. Go ahead.
1: Coaches of the human video you are about to see. One of the things we noticed watching human videos over the past decade is that there's always a scene about the woman with the issue of blood. And that is such a powerful story. It's a story of surrender and complete faith that she would be healed. If you don't know, um, the woman with the issue of blood had bled for like 12 years and she was desperate and she heard about jesus and she went into the crowd and she pushed everyone out of her way because she knew that if she could just touch jesus she would be healed and we thought that that story that powerful story deserved more than a five second you know little clip in every video so we decided to expound upon it with this video and i'm so proud of these kids and i love them so much forgive it so give it up for untouchable According to the laws of ritual purity, when a woman has her regular flow of blood, anyone who touches her and anything she touches will be unclean. When a monthly cycle extends for many days, a woman will be unclean as long as she has it. For this, I tell you, you must keep the Israelites separate from things that make them unclean. Like I'm falling into a world, into a world I care. Where are you? I'm trying to remain faithful, but it's hard when my pain drowns out my praise. If my heart could tell a story, if my life would sing a song, if I have a testimony, I have anything at all No one ever cared for me Like Jesus His faithful hand has held me all this way And when I'm old and gray And all my days are numbered on the earth Let it be in you alone, I'm still in love. Yes, there. faithful hand has held me out this way. And when I'm old and gray and all my days are numbered on the earth, let it be known. In you alone, my joy was found.
0: know why those things get me all the time they do. I leaned over to Kim I just let me have a personal moment here. I said, we get we get to pastor this church <laughs> I've been involved with fine arts for many years in my former life, and there's something there's something incredibly awesome when kids, through their different methodologies right like they didn't want me to come up here and do a human video it wouldn't be pretty. But saying, hey, God, you've given me talents and gifts. I'll use them. And, uh, boy, guys, I'm so proud of you. And those of you that didn't present today, you guys are amazing. And uh, can you just do me a favor and tell them all thank you for what they do? Yeah. <clears throat> we have a. We have a lot of ground to cover today, and yet I still just thought, you know what, that's priority, and I wanted you to see what God is doing through our student ministries, and uh, I'm so, so proud to be a part of God just working in this family, and we've done for the last couple weeks, taking a moment in our services to do what we've called Family Matters, and if you'll allow me to do that today, I'd love to do the same thing. Um, as it relates to fine arts, um, some of the kids that you did not see uh, present today, they won incredible awards and all this stuff. just go check the uh, the Calvary Youth uh, Instagram account Pastor G s posted all that and the team there and you can see who won what and congratulate them and that would be be awesome as well so uh, as well as some when you came in today, uh, you received something that I want to draw your attention to just very quickly and that 's a little card that you received coming in and this is a very important piece of information for us uh, that are here today as family because we need to prepare for Easter Sunday, and this is just an opportunity for you to share with us which service that you would be willing and what areas you would be willing to help volunteer and serve uh, on Easter Sunday. And can I just tell you this? This is a bait and switch. So we would love for you to volunteer on Easter, but we would love for you to volunteer other days as well. And so how cool that Easter would be an opportunity. I'm saying that kidding a little bit, that there's no commitment beyond that, but uh, we just think it's a good posture that we would kind of get this idea Idea of attend a service and serve in a service. And just to really take what we said as our vision statement, experience God, follow Jesus, and serve others Really take it literally and say we could attend the attend service and serve in a service. So this little response form here helps us to know how to plan accordingly for Easter coming up. There's a middle, uh, there's some text in there. Make sure you say please select all times and all areas that you're willing to serve. That doesn't mean you will serve in all of those. It just says where you're willing and we'll connect with you and tell you where we need you most. As well, on Easter, there's little cards in the foyers. Grab a bunch of these, hand them out to people that you come in contact with at Walmart, Chick-fil-A, you know, whatever, wherever you're at. Chick-fil-A, there was a shout out there. So anyway, so that's, you know, at the marriage supper of the Lamb, there's gonna be Chick-fil-A served. You know that, right? Teasing. Anyway, uh, those things are very important uh, for us here at Calvary and our family. Uh, one final thing that I just want to draw your attention to, and that is this coming Wednesday, we have two different small groups that are starting that will be a three-week small group that just kind of go from here until Jesus comes back in some form. And that is one small group called First Steps. And if that is that uh, is that that is for the target audience of those uh, for that class is those that are just beginning in their relationship with Jesus Jesus that need to, to hear what those next first steps are. We would love to just kind of go that journey with you. Uh, Pastor Scott's gonna be leading that class. First steps. The information on those classes are on the screens in the lobby, as well as the other class that is starting this Wednesday, small group that's starting this Wednesday, is a uh, small group called Welcome Home. And that is just the heart of Calvary. If you've been you know, serving Jesus, you're here and you just wanna know more about Calvary and the membership element of what's it mean to really be involved. My wife will be uh, leading that class, uh, Welcome Home. It's a three-week. Um, uh, kind of a cycle there as well. We would love to have you as a part of that. Some of you have asked, you know, we've been to Calvary a, a long time, and but yet new leadership, that may be beneficial as well. And I would say, yes, you're correct. Now don't everybody go at once or, you know, we'll just have no other. But if you say, you know what, I'd love to hear some vision and where God's leading us, that would be a great opportunity for you to have that kind of unpacked as uh, for you in that uh, small group as well. Wednesday starts this Wednesday um, in those two um, different opportunities. Well, let's dive into God's word. Are you ready? All three of us are ready. So in the early service, we had one of our students present what's called a finance presentation called the short sermon. And I made a comment in early service that said uh, something, it was sarcastic. I was intending it to be sarcasm. Someone received it as truth and I said this. I said, don't you wish your pastor would uh, uh, understand the idea of the short sermon? And someone, it was probably, Dr. Abazebo, it was probably a Duke fan that yelled real amen and real loudly. I couldn't, I couldn't pass it up. I actually picked him to win the whole thing. So I have a little bit of mixed emotions here today, but I'm saying that about short sermon to say, I promise you, the, the sermon, the message today is a short sermon. And yet then at the end of it, there's some vision casting that I believe that God is preparing us for um, so that my presentation or the the time I have to, I'm fine arts mind, my presentation, someone's timing me, um, is in two parts today. One, a message, and then two, vision for us here in Calvary Church that I believe today is one of those God-ordained moments. In fact, Pastor Tom and I talked between services and said, you know what? Nothing about special about what I'm saying, but I believe that God launched something even in early service and we'll continue it here today that five, 10, 15, 20 years from now, we'll look back and we'll say, hey, you know what? April 3rd, 2022, there was something new that happened when we recalibrated the vision of Calvary Church and made sure that it lined up with the heart of God. And that's an exciting time for us to be involved in what God is doing. We're doing the, the message part in the continuation of this idea of extraordinary, ordinary everyday events. The last two weeks we've talked about how that there were events in Jesus's life leading up to the very dramatic crucifixion and resurrection. There There were these events leading up to that that were less than dramatic. There was that moment in Jesus' early life where he got lost at church and his mom and dad lost him. They left him three days away and they didn't realize he was gone. And we saw the application there. Last week, we talked about Jesus being tired and hungry. And I got a lot of comments this past week and some real life applications. Uh, The memes in Calvary text, whatever, were flowing pretty, pretty heavily last week. Well, today, some of you that are even joining online, this was not meant to be any kind of condemnation. This is just what the Bible says says, right? So this is what we're going to be talking about today, and that is Lake Day. So you know who you are that are at the lake, or You know, I'm teasing a little bit. But uh, there were these moments in Jesus's life that were just seemingly regular, ordinary events, and yet God used those events to do extraordinary. And the lesson of this series is, can we just make sure that we pay attention to those everyday events in our lives to see if God may be working in the middle of those two. So today, Lake Day, let's check it out. In Luke's Gospel chapter five, it says this, one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, sometimes referred to as a lake, it says great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. And he noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, key phrase, latch onto that. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat, Jesus sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets To catch some fish. If you've ever gone fishing, don't you love the uh, resident expert who comes along on the trip and tells you how to fish? Right, you fishermen understand. You kind of have a little bit of an eye roll when they tell you how to fish, right? Well, Simon kind of did the same thing. He said, "Master," Simon replied. At least he started off correctly. He said, "We've worked hard all last night, and we didn't catch a thing." Here's the eye roll. But if you say so, can you imagine the moment? If you say so. I'll let down the nets. I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Lord, please leave me. My faith, right? I am such a sinful man. Can you imagine the moment? God, we've been fishing all night. Jesus, there's no way. We've just, we haven't just we have caught anything. Bam. The boats are filled to the point of sinking. And Simon says, where was my faith? I'm a sinful man. Lord, leave me. He was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught. And And as were the others with him, his partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee were also amazed. Jesus replies to Simon in his graciousness. And boy, I can hear this because he's replied to me this way so many times with my lack of faith. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. Did you catch, I I know we've heard this story. Some of you that have been around the Bible a lot and sometimes we let the Bibles and the truth of it become way too familiar and I'm gonna ask you to be intentional and not do that in this passage because what God was saying is here is something that you know. You're a fisherman. You're a professional fisherman, right? Here is something that you have expertise in, your talents, your resources, your abilities and Jesus got in the middle of his boat and said, I'm gonna take what I've given you And now I'm going to shift it and make it be about building the kingdom that I'm called to, to restore to this earth. And Simon gets it. He understands as soon as they landed, here's why I know he, he got it because as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. That was a transformational moment for him. That was not a small response. That was Simon saying, here's my livelihood, and here's, here's something that I know to be everything that is the, the provision for my family and all that God has called. And, and yet, there was something that happened. When Jesus got in the middle of his talent and his resources, it, his response was great. And so let us just really briefly today look at a few lessons from Lake Day. Well, number one, let Jesus in, things will change. The application of this is simple, obviously, as it relates to this story, that in our business, in our endeavors of life, I promise you that if you'll dedicate that resource, that talent, that job, that vocation, that calling, and let Jesus in, things will change, right? Things will will just have an, you'll have an experience that you've never understood to be as large as, as, as it is when Jesus steps into the middle of that, for you relationally that Maybe here in this room. Maybe you're joining us online. You say, well, I've never actually begun that relationship with Jesus. I'm telling you today, when you let Jesus into your life, things change. I'm not telling you it's always going to be easy, but I am telling you that you'll have a friend that sticks closer to a brother and he walks with you through challenges. And it's, it's a life that God is calling you to. And boy, today, if that's your day in in just a moment, we're going to give you an opportunity to respond and just say, Hey, I want to let Jesus in because things. Things will change. Simon Peter understood that because he saw Jesus stepped into one of the boats. He sat in the boat. And when he did this, he was demonstrating to us this idea, just let me in. Let me into your world, into your life, into your experience. When you do that, things change. Number two, your talents and resources, they have a greater purpose than you even know. You say, well, you know what? God's called me to just be an artist. God's called me to, to have, I have this talent of acting. My goodness, can you understand how the methodologies of demonstrating the gospel of Jesus can be used when we allow our our, our awareness of those talents and gifts? Some of you, I love the fact that, that there are entrepreneurs in the room that God has called to, to, to start businesses that would bring the, the gospel and the good news of Jesus into the marketplace. Not everyone is called to be in full-time what we would Call vocational ministry, my goodness, there is so much more important things for you to be about, and that 's to be a godly banker and a godly lawyer and a godly accountant, a godly you know a physician that that God would use your talents and resources they have a greater purpose. Simon Peter recognized this. He, he knew this because at the moment when Jesus stepped in, what was he doing? They were, they were, they had left their boats, but they were fishing or they were washing their nets. Why was that significant? Because the cycle of their purpose of their talent, it was just going to happen again. They were washing their nets from one trip. Why? To get ready for the next day. They were just preparing. They were just doing what the talents and resources that God had given them to do. They were just being faithful. First Peter says it this way in the same premise, but different concept the way he says it. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to what? Serve others. You've heard that before, haven't you? Experience God, follow Jesus, serve others. As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms, I love that phrase. I'm so glad we're not all alike. Aren't you glad that we're not all alike? It would be boring. We we need some some crazies sometimes. We need some some people to keep us crazies a little bit more in line. But we don't all you know. So. It, Boy, the family of God is just awesome. The last couple weeks in the previous series, doing the core series and different expressions of God's grace here at Calvary and our family and hearing the voices, isn't that awesome? I love it. The reason why I asked Pastor G to get this team up here today is because a lot of these guys, these, these men and women that were up here, younger, right, there's junior hires up here. I love that God's given them different talents and abilities. And quite honestly, their, their facial expressions are communicating such emotion in this life. Like it's challenging me. I'm trying to make my face do all that stuff. I can't do it. But boy, that would just not be you know the the appropriate or whatever. But I just know that God's gifts and talents and resources that He's given to us they come in various forms, and God can use each and every. It says if anyone speaks, they should do as the one who speaks the very words of God. Boy, don't let that miss you. You speak the very words of God. Andy McCollum this morning did his short sermon. I said something to him before. I said, you know what, dude? This is not a presentation. You're preaching the word of God. Be used as such. And as such, we should be in that same mindset as well. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. So then all things, God might be praised through Jesus Christ. Finally, the third thing, lessons from Lake day. Jesus plus the surrendered talent equals huge impact. When you let Jesus in your boat, when you let Jesus step into your career, when you let Jesus step into your family time, when you let Jesus step into your lake day, when you let Jesus step into your school, there's a huge impact. Their nets were so full. Both boats were filled with fish. They were on the verge of sinking. After having no success at all, Jesus steps in and the impact is huge. Well, what does this mean for you and your family? Because if we don't ask that question, then it's just a a cute talk that has no impact. And I'm here to tell you that the word of God is not just a cute talk, that it has implications when we allow it to change us. For us, it means that we realize we've been given unique talents and resources To help steward God's kingdom in our community and around the world. That's a heavy... That's, that's not a burden of a negative heavy, but that's a responsibility. When you walk into your workplace, when you walk into that, that meeting that you have with that friend tomorrow for coffee or lunch or dinner, whatever that is, you say, you know what? This is not just a lunch appointment. This is not just a meeting with colleagues. This is me being sent out as a fisher of men of, uh, to understand that I have a unique talent and resource to help that God has given to me so that I could be a steward of the kingdom that he has called us to be a part of and be an advancer of in this world. Well, what does this mean for Calvary Church? I mentioned to you today that we're gonna talk message and then do some vision casting. And so if in my true fine arts fashion, if I do this little scene change, so whatever in your mind, here we go. Scene change, all right? What does this mean for Calvary and our church family? Well, this first statement is pretty familiar because truthfully means the exact same thing. We've been given talents and resources in this building here to help steward God's kingdom in our community and around the world. You say this idea of kingdom seems a little bit lofty. It seems kind of, it seems, can, can seem inaccessible to, to our common language, or whatever. But let's look at what God's word says as it relates to this idea of kingdom. It starts way back in the Old Testament. Daniel says this the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed or, or conquered. In other words, the kingdom back then is still advancing, right? This isn't just an old New Testament type thing. This is the kingdom of God that will never be conquered or destroyed that he was setting up. It will crush all the kingdoms into nothingness and it will stand forever. If I know the term forever, it means it's still standing today and we have an opportunity to be a part of it. So why wouldn't we take advantage of the the uh, the inertia of that 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 kingdom advancing type mentality and say God I get it. This idea of kingdom, really, it makes sense. Matthew's Gospel in the New Testament says, seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything that you need. Wow, isn't that a promise? Pastor John, I'm struggling. There's some needs in my life. There's, there's things that I'm just, I just don't understand how God is walking me through this. And I, this promise, it's Matthew 6, It's so incredibly significant. But seek ye first, one version says, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right living. That's, that's a, a seeking of God's kingdom. And all of these things will be added unto you. When we line up our hearts with God's heart, boy, it just works. We advance his kingdom keeps going. Jesus says it as he gives us an example of how to pray in the middle of what we call the Lord's prayer. He says this, may your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then in Acts, I love when 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 apostle or when Luke writes in this uh, this book of Acts he also writes in his gospel Luke he's he's very concerned with details right he's a physician so he's really specific in how he th- sees things and how he describes that people were witnesses of and so in this passage he's he's giving us a very clear understanding of how the church is born and it's in, in this moment when the disciples come to Jesus and they ask him they gather around him and asked Him, Lord, are you at this time going to, here it is again, restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the father is set by his own authority. And then here he goes, he says, they're they're asking about timing about this kingdom. And he shifts and he says, I'm not going to tell you the time and the, the, the sequence of this, but I will tell you the method. I will tell you the how. I won't tell you the when, but I will tell you the how. And he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It's almost as if Jesus was giving us the playbook here to how we're going to build this kingdom. How are we going to be involved? Okay, God, I I recognize it. I, I get it. You've given me talents and abilities and resources, but how do I exactly? fulfill that call of God on my life. And he's saying, well, here's the the how. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, not just for an experience, for a goosebump type feeling, right? But so that you will be my witnesses locally, globally, and to the ends of the earth. As long as the earth is here, that we are to that. And that's not just a geographic type description. It's a time thing to say, we will be God's kingdom builders in this local, in global, and future and I'm here to tell you today Calvary Church in even back then in the book of Acts when that was written there it was God's plan then it is God's plan today and it will be God's plan until he returns that he would build his kingdom on this earth that's what we're called to do Boy, it's not about building a, a building for nice, comfortable chairs and, and worship experience. I'm so grateful for all of those things. But the truth of it is, this is just a net. This is just a boat. There's cameras that you're watching me through online. It's just a tool. It's a resource that God has given. If it's not building his kingdom, it's for not. It's for no use. All of this is something that we could say and posture our hearts to say, Jesus, get in our boat. Get in our business. Get in our plans. Get in our thoughts. Get in our, our mentality and everything that we do. That's how we build God's kingdom. As it relates to Calvary Church, this church has been, will is, and will be an amazing benefit and resource to what we would call and have called missions all over the world. If you're here in the building, you know you can look on the wall behind you of the flags of the different countries, of the trips, and, and different, resources or different uh, uh, blessings of the ministries that we've invested into. I am thankful. Thrilled to be a part of a family that has that uh, that approach to fulfilling the mission of God. It is yes and amen. Missions has always been and will always be the heart of God. It whether it's locally, globally, or in the future, it's the heart of God. So this idea of missions is nothing new. What we're doing today is submitting to you this unified effort across all generations to say, hey, what if the kid min- kids' ministry right now would be teaching that, that when you're seven, eight years old, you can be a part of building the kingdom of God? What if a 13-year-old would say, hey, I can have a part in building the kingdom of God because he's put his Holy Spirit on me and I'm going to be a witness at my high school or my junior high. It's about being kingdom builders. Kingdom builders is not a thing. It's a who. It's who we are. God has called us to be kingdom builders. Pastor G, you're a kingdom builder. Don, you're a kingdom builder. David, you're a kingdom builder. God has called each and every one of us to be kingdom builders, both locally, globally, globally and in the future. So when we begin to, to, to put some words around the heart, it's it, you're going to start seeing things that says like kingdom builders slash missions. It's the same thing. It's just more of it's us saying, Hey, let's do more for having an impact in the kingdom all over the world. What are we doing currently? Well, as it relates to locally, here's just some, some just, this is for us to say way to go. Some of our local missionaries that, that are involved in Chi Alpha here in Alaska on campuses all over the area with native Americans, um, uh, different Chi Alpha Ministries, there. Um, that, that there's just some of them, or whatever. Different ministries here in the the Triad in the the local area here. Caroline's Promise, the Greater Piedmont Team Challenge. Greensboro Urban Ministry, all of the different things, Tabitha Ministries, and all the different impact. Yeah, that's what I'm saying right there. So uh, this is why. This is building the kingdom. This is things that we can do here locally to have an impact on lives all over our area. Different types of benevolence needs. It's not just local, it's also global. Some of our missionaries that we support. I wish we could do this scrolling so I could let you see the the enormity of this, but some of the slides here that you can see, whether it's in Asia, Pacific the Philippines, France, uh, Costa Rica, uh, and Latin America in Cuba, Philippines, all the different areas here, Brazil, Hungary. Can you see that the kingdom of God is not just here locally, but it's globally? And this is what we are continually doing and have done, and will continue to do more in the future for global imprint in Peru and El Salvador. Some of you may say, what in the world is this list over here? I'm telling you, there's so much power in this, this screen right here. I hope you understand what this record, that this symbolizes. These are not just words on a screen. As with any of the families that have been represented with their names up here, these are significant because we can't even put their names on the screen, but these represent moms and dads with children that have said, we'll go. We'll build this kingdom. We'll go into areas that we can't even tell you they're going into those areas because their lives would be in danger because the areas they're going into are not friendly to the gospel of Jesus Christ. But they're saying, you know what? We'll go start a business. We'll go start a business and we'll be a teacher. We'll use the resource, the talent that God has given us and we'll let Jesus in our boat and we'll go and we'll be a kingdom builder. And we, Calvary Church, we have the privilege of partnering together with these families and saying, let's build God's kingdom through that. That's incredible. That's the opportunity God is giving us in these moments. Global impact all over the world. Different ministries that have impact um, all over. One Hope, Reaching a Generation, Samaritan's Purse. I love it. The seniors are already preparing for all the gifts to give to kids that can't afford and and to be a blessing around Christmas time where you're going to be seeing the boxes. It's uh, it's amazing what God's doing. Global university training pastors all over different thing. I love these two. These are really near and dear to my heart. BGMC and Speed the Light. Let me tell you what God's doing in Speed the Light and BGMC. First of all, Speed the Light is this. It is our student ministry's opportunity to be all in on this vision of kingdom builders. It's the idea of mission. Speed the Light does this by Communication and transportation for missionaries all over the world. Your pastor in my former life was a district youth director, and I got the opportunity to travel all over the world and hand keys to cars of, of to missionaries. And I was representative of students, just like those that you saw up here, that would make this post or make this commitment that they would say, "Hey, the first car I'm going to buy is not my own; it's a missionary's." And they sacrificially gave and they sacrificially give to missions so that these other families could do what God's called them to do. You see how this is all part of the plan where we're all part of this kingdom builder's identity and who we are and God's called us to do. I love it. So a few weeks ago, we were over in the the youth service. Pastor G was leading the time in this series and they were making commitments to speed the light. And I spoke on your behalf. Does that scare you? Does that ever, you know, when your wife comes home for shopping and said, hey, I bought something for you. uh, You're like, oh, okay, great. Awesome. Well, I spoke on your behalf and I think you'll respond with this. Great. And I said to those students in that, that time I said, here's the deal. This church is behind you. And we believe that when you sacrificially give that we'll be right there with you and help you in that way too. And I said to them as pastor of this church, that whatever you give to speed the light, we'll match it dollar for dollar. So that feels good to clap, but wait till they raise $15,000, right? So <laughs> I see you, Chris smiling at me. Chris was in the Ola was one of the great leaders. And, oh, pastor John, we, we had fun kind of pushing each other's faith a little bit in that. But you know what? I believe that this whole idea of kingdom builders, it's not just a mom and dad thing. It's the body of Christ thing. And I'm here to tell you that the call of God is not age-specific. It is a, a, a listen-specific that our spirits can hear, God, you're calling me to do great things. I want to be involved in a church that is, is not afraid and that takes what our core values say this, obedient risks. That we say we will listen before leading, but we will lead. And when God says to do and sacrifice and give and do, to go great, just crazy faith, we'll be all in from from kids all the way up. So I said, we'll match it. Everything you give, we'll match it. I also said to Pastor Sherry the same thing. And you know what Pastor Sherry has got going on right now? If you go over in the kids' ministries area right now, there's buckets sitting out, right? And there's these really, um, most of them are good-looking people, but there's this one bucket that is this really unflattering picture of your lead pastor. And my my... Back in my former life, fat guy John faces on the bucket, right? And I was just like, I was like, Sherry, I've lost a lot of weight since that picture. Get it. And you, oh, this is great, Pastor John. It's awesome. You say, what does that have to do? Well, the kids right now are putting money in different buckets of different faces of different people around the church. And whoever has the most money in those buckets, they're going to give them a new car. No, that's not it at all. They said, they're going to get slimed. I said, they're going to get slimed like in front of stop clapping, Chloe. That's not even fair. So I said to pastor Sherry, we'll, we're all in. Whatever the kids raise for, for BGMC, we'll match it dollar for dollar because these moms and dads understand that if we can train up a generation, it's not just about, you know, just the stuff that we see, drama and all this stuff. It's about a sacrificial heart of giving. We'll match it dollar for dollar. If you give five, we'll give five and you'll give 10 total. That'll be great. And uh, who knows what's gonna win. Somebody told me this morning that they had a blank check ready to put in my bucket regardless of what the amount was. And I'm saying, that's that could be spiritual manipulation at play right there. And I'm completely okay with it. It whatsoever. And I told him too, that I had my credit card ready for Pastor Sherry's bucket. So we'll just see about that. <laughs> Having fun a little bit, but you understand what I'm saying? This idea of kingdom builders, it's not just a cute little thing that we say, Oh yeah, missions. We do that. No kingdom builders is who we are. That's right. It's, it's who we are. It's who God has called us to be different future opportunities that we have at NCAG. We give to this thing called plus one. It's a percentage of all the income from Calvary church. We invest into other churches in North Carolina. We give back so that they could plant churches and be building the kingdom there. Ministry scholarships, students and young adults that are called into ministry to go to Bible college, investing in them, benevolence needs, planting those seeds of people that are, that are having a tough spot. We want to, we want to propel them into a better future and do that with appropriate levels and stewardship and all that, but to give uh, seeds into those moments there where we can help the future of someone. Next gen development. You'll hear more about that coming up. Obedience steps, listening before leading. God says to do something, let's do it. Let's just go all in obedient risk. Some of you, this makes you a little bit nervous. That's all right. It makes me nervous too. I don't know if there's any real um, solid um, manifestations of any of these things just yet. I just know that we're listening to what God's saying. I can tell you this, that I believe that, that when, 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 for me personally, when I was asking God as far as direction for, for our lives, as far as a church family to lead, there was some significance. And I'm not, I'm not to the point yet where I've said, Hey, thus saith the Lord. But if you go to your, our website right now, what is the website? It's calvarytriad.com, right? It's not Calvary Greensboro, it's Calvary Triad. And man, this first time I went to that website, I said, Lord, are you telling us to multiply? Are you telling us to have an impact, not just here on, at Pleasant Ridge Road? Are you telling us to have an impact in the triad? Are you telling us to have an expression of what God is doing here at Calvary in different pockets, in High and Winston-Salem, in different areas? And I, I don't know what that means, but I do know this, that as we listen to God, we will build his kingdom. And you, you, you just gotta understand that when we we do that, God sometimes tells us to take steps of obedience. What if God's calling us to to do that? We've got to be involved in building his kingdom, planting seeds in different areas. I'm excited about that. How are we going to take these next steps? Well, from now until May 15th. May 15th is where, where it's going to be a significant day. We're calling it a miracle day. We'll, we'll, you'll hear more about this. Today's kind of a tease for that day. May 15th, I've asked uh, one of our leaders in the Assemblies of God. You, you heard Pastor Rick. He came when we were installed as lead pastors. Dear friend of ours uh, that is an incredibly... Um, prophetic voice in the area of missions specifically. He's the Assistant General Superintendent of the Assembly of God, and he's going to come and help us launch Kingdom Builders on May 15th well, that's just one day. That's awesome, Pastor John. He's going to come preach to us in the same way we, we're doing that today, right? What's so significant about that day? Well, between now and then, I believe God has called us to build up the the fund, so to speak, as Kingdom Builders is, uh, is going to be known in this idea of missions. Because on May 15th, we believe that between now and then, we're going to celebrate that God is, is launching us into this endeavor with, with kind of a seed offering in into this, this, this plan to move forward at the rate of a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Two people, two people clapped on that. you are like, there's too many cameras around here. I know not to clap on those types of deals. Cause oh, that's all your faith. No, no, no. Here's what I, I, I don't have really, I have some ideas behind this, but, but God's just going to have to speak. Can I tell you this between now and then? Um, it's already beginning to happen, but between now and then, that, that day, we're going to tell you that the pastoral staff and the, the board of the church, the, the, the designated, voted on spiritual leadership, pastoral staff, and support staff, we go first. We're gonna, we're gonna lead in this. We have already started. There's a fund that's already, you don't even know about it. It's a fund that's already started here at Calvary Church called Kingdom Builders. And there's already several thousands of dollars in this fund because there's, this leadership team believes that if we begin to say, God, I, it's just my boat. It's just the net that I have. I don't understand, but I'm gonna put you in the middle of it and see what you're gonna do. We believe that with all of our heart. We believe God can do some incredible things. It's not something to it's not here. It's not about, hey, we need stuff in this building. No, it's about us saying to these families that represent these flags on the back wall or these missionaries that are that are in places we can't even put their name in. It's about us saying, hey, we've done this level for you. And that's been because that's a budget decision that we can do. We're ready to step it up here and vision and dream and plan and say, God, what can you do if we let you in the middle of our boat? So this, this amount, it really doesn't even scare me, although there's an incredible amount of faith involved in this because you know in the last couple of years the last 2 years we've averaged about $250,000 a year of missions um, each year. And so in the next month or so to say 100,000, that's a big step, right? But it's a seed so that we wouldn't have to wait till the end of the year to begin to meet these needs. We could begin to say, you know what, let's go have an impact. And as we allow our heart to be connected with God's heart, I believe our boat will be full of fish to where it almost sinks. And we have to call another church, another, another partner to say, hey, the harvest is great. There's enough lost people that we need to reach them. I just believe that's a spiritual principle that if we'll line our heart up with God, if we'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things will be added to us. It's God's word. It's true. So what does that hundred thousand dollars look like? This is a, this is a, what could be. Who knows, right? But I know this, we've already been, I've been to an event a couple weeks ago in Puerto Rico where we said that we would partner with Global University. And this is a faith step. They train pastors all over the world with different curriculum. We, we made a commitment, said we're gonna give $12,000 to this project to launch in different areas. We'll tell you more about that. we got a, a plan, a dream to partner with our, our ministries there. Uh, Daniel Irizarry, some of you have been on trips with him to build another church in Cuba that God wants to be. You know, Pastor Tom is, is leading some vision in different areas of Africa. Uh, one of those is in Zambia to build a, a water well. This is a, This is man. We could get somebody's going to probably do this today, right? I just believe that with all my heart. And I just this is a, I think a God moment for us as Calvary Church to say, hey, what if we did that and made that a, a, a just a a thank you and a symbol of honor to our former pastors, Pastor David and Sherry Crabtree, to be kind of in, in memorial of they're still living and active and going strong, right? But just say in honor of their faithfulness here to Calvary Church. I think it's an incredible idea let's do it. Let's get, let's get that done. Mission scholarships for people that are going on trips or different opportunities to be involved in. I'm a firm believer. You get someone on the field, they're in, they're going to give the missions the rest of their life. I'm, I'm I completely believe that. I can tell you stories. Like I said, as district youth director, taking students all over the world, taking youth pastors to missions trip, tr- trip I've taken, you've probably heard me Tell the story uh, to Tanzania with guys hiking the, the Livingstone Mountains. Three of those people, those youth ministers, were on that hike. Are now full time, fully appointed missionaries in Africa. Why? Because you get them on the field. You hit, and they see the kingdom of God. It's about being kingdom builders. I'm all for it. Ministry scholarships, called to the ministry. The future of Calvary. What's God calling us to do with different things here in the in the building, Tabitha House? Come on, girls, shout and whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, it's just, I, I know, Keith, I know the vision there to expand and do different things. We wanna to partner together with you in that and make sure that we are reaching people that uh, that, that need just the, the expression of love that we see so so awesomely every week. Serve 336, whether it's our mobile food, food pantry. Pastor is leading an, an effort with the student ministry and the church to, to help one of our local high schools that have reached out to to help for us to help them. Uh, low-income houses, we do so many things, different painting projects for, for families 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 that need just some renovation at their houses under the bridge. All of that totals up to about $100,000. Wouldn't it be awesome by the time between now and May 15th for us to say, hey, let's not wait until the end of the year to fulfill that, but let's bring some of these leadership people into the room and say, hey, we got it done. Like, what's next, right? Like, let's just forget this screen. We've already done that. Let's make up another and get the next thing going because God is a big God. And he says, when we allow him to get into our boats, the fish, are, the fish are there. They're there. What's awesome about this, that's $100,000. That's not even including our $5,700 a month that we give miss, monthly to those missionary families that I showed just a minute ago. You know what's crazy about that is though, I just would love to say that amount is, if you could do the math, multiply that by 12, it's really a small amount. We could do that, right? That's, that's no big deal. We've got that. What if we said this year is the, the, the year that we would just double that? How awesome would those missionary families respond and say, hey, Calvary Church, we're just going to double our monthly support of you. And I can tell you right now, it's not, it's not small. It's not a bad thing at all. But boy, it would just be, it would. I think it would make God smile for us to say, hey, we can do more. God's a God of increase. You know what? We've had two or three years of us kind of sitting back and saying, oh, let's be cautious. And even right now, boy, this is not the time to extend, right, because a loaf of bread costs $34 and it's just like crazy. <laughs> and you've got to take a new loan out on your car to fill it up with gas. And I get it. In the middle of all that moment, you say, hey, Lord, we've fished all night. We haven't caught anything. So just time out. And in the middle of the economy that we're in, God is saying, To us right now, if you'll just let me in your boat, I'm not really dependent upon your economy. I don't really have limitations on what I want to do through you. His plan has never changed. So, as the worship team comes and helps me close today, I want to leave you with this scripture, and this is the reason why we do this whole thing. It's the reason why we are kingdom builders because everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the hope. How do we get to that point? But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That's our privilege That's our responsibility to send. I make no mistake about taking a lot of time today to unpack this vision because I firmly believe, church, with all my heart, that this idea of kingdom builders is is less about a program. It's more about an identity shift to say everything that we do, everything that we do would be focused on building the kingdom of God. You say, Pastor John, does that mean the things that we've done have not been? No, it does not. It just means that we're getting a little bit more um, a synergy around a, a, a unified vision to say we're, we're going to really concentrate on, on this filter through which we pass things. So that looks a little bit in the tangible way. Just let me unpack this. In fact, I'm just now noticing this. This is from first service. Pastor Tom, that's pretty cool. Come get that from me. This envelope says "Kingdom Builders." That's what that's that's. Who knows the seed there? I just saw that. <laughs> that. That 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 felt a little bit staged. I promised you it was not. I just I didn't even ask for offering. I talked about it at first service. Here's what this means in the future when you give on online and giving. It'll it'll probably say "Kingdom Builders slash Missions." And so I just want you to know that this is not a pulling back from anything. You have to hear me on this. This is not a, well, we've got to cut budget. No, 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 no. It's actually the exact opposite of that. It's us saying, we'll go all in. It's us to the student ministry and kid ministry saying, you know what? We've got some stuff around here that we would love to do, but really that's secondary as it relates to building God's kingdom. And we believe Matthew six thirty three is really true. That if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things, God will take care of those things. It doesn't really matter. We line up our heart with the heart of God and God will build his kingdom. He said it back in the, the, the book of Acts. That they asked, oh, when are you gonna restore your kingdom? And he said, don't worry about time. Don't worry about that. But here's the method. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You'll be my witnesses. So in the future, you're gonna start hearing this idea of kingdom builders. You're gonna start seeing it displayed the Serve 336 room is gonna be transformed. I love that room. I love what it says. It talks about us having an impact on our community. Yes and amen. But when I read that, or when I read that, that passage in Acts, it says Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria and the ends of the earth. So that room's gonna be transformed. It's gonna be present, presenting to us as a family and to anybody that comes in this idea of kingdom builders, local, global, and future. We're all in. We're all in about reaching our community here in the triad. We're all in over the the world and having an impact to non-believers, to people that need to know Jesus. A 14-year-old girl in Ukraine. A 16-year-old boy in Poland on the border. A 17-year-old single mom in Tanzania. There's a grandma in China right now that needs to know the gospel of Jesus. There are people all over this world that God has called us to, to use our tools and resources that he's given us. And he's just saying to us, will you just let me in your boat? Oh God, we've fished all day long. We've had, we've had these different initiatives and drives all. Yeah, we, we know the drill. We haven't caught anything that way. Why don't you go out, Peter? Why don't you go out one more time and let your nets down over there. See what God may do had people in the the lobby grab me after service in the the early service and their eyes are just like they were in a human video, right? Their expressions are like, Oh, pastor John, you have no idea what God's doing. You know, you think that hundred thousand dollars is big and it's not because blah, blah, blah. And they started firing this off. And I'm like, well, come on sister, write a check right now. Let's go. Let's do this thing. We'll do that. Maybe that's what that envelope was. I don't know who knows it, but all I'm saying is guys, I want to tell you something. I got so much within me on this. I could talk to you for so many days on, the idea of this is not about money. This is not about money. Do you hear me? This is not about money. It is about you saying to Jesus, come on in every part of my life. Come on in. Because he changes things. And when we allow him to bless through us, he will bless to us. He's a good father. He wants to give good things. He wants us to have a life that is full and abundant. Jesus said that. He said, I've come that you may have life more abundantly. Our definition of abundant may be a little bit different, right? But I'm telling you, when we have the opportunity to be kingdom builders in this this world and all over the planet, it's exhilarating. It's thrilling. It's awesome to be a kingdom builder in the the drive. Through line at Chick-fil-A. It's awesome to be a kingdom builder at school. It's awesome to be a kingdom builder as you as you navigate the tension of being a parent of a of a wayward or a kid that's not really following Jesus. It's awesome to be a kingdom builder when God blesses your business and you begin to tithe off the income of your business. It's awesome to be a kingdom builder when you say, Man, that was an unexpected financial blessing. There's a need that just popped up a minute ago and I and a few weeks ago, and I knew about it. God, you just support. Applied the answer to that need by blessing me. It's awesome to be a kingdom built. Yesterday, we were in the car, Kim and I, and we were talking about something financial, and, and it was just kind of this it wasn't a big deal, but it was just like that smile of God. I was talking about something that I was going to uh, do for for somebody that was a little bit of a financial you know, it wasn't a big sacrifice, but it was just a little thing. I was like, ah, I probably should do that give. Open up this card, there's a $100 bill in there, is almost exactly what I was like. Well, dear Jesus, come on. If you can give it to me, you can give it through me. And I'm just here to say that God allows us to be a part of his kingdom. God's called us to be kingdom builders. Would you stand with me today? We're going to be concluded. I know the time I'm so well, no, I'm not sorry. We're going to have a a song of just a commitment. And our response to the word today is God, what do you want for me to, what do you want for me in this idea? And yes, I just It does have to do with our financial peace, but it's not just that. God, is there an area of Calvary Church that I have a talent or resource that I'm supposed to be serving in that you're calling me not to stand on the shore and watch you go out in the boat, but you're calling me to serve and to build his kingdom. I got news for you. God wants to bless you and and the financial peace is so, it's a part of it, but it's it's just not about that. It's about your heart. He wants your heart. Quite honestly, you can't give enough to God to impress him. It's all his anyway. But he does want us to be a, a part in building his kingdom. And so our posture today is to say, God, what do you want me to do? From now until May 15th, it's a very intentional thing to say, hey, how can we do that? If you, if you feel like God's leading you today, calvarytriod.com slash give and there's a drop down, and already it says kingdom builders, we're ready for you you want to text, you put an amount and then kingdom to 84321 and it'll go there right now. And I promise, I'll tell you this, you're not the first ones that have done that already. There's funds in there. It's, there's some momentum in this. It's pretty exciting. I'm believing God will give us a seed offering into this initiative of the $100,000 by May 15th. I think we're going to be surprised at what God does. So God, right now, I pray that you would just allow us to see how you've called us to be kingdom builders. You've called us to lean into this idea of of making sure everybody has an opportunity to hear about this gospel of Jesus. God, I pray for those that are in this room today that even now that... They need to begin that relationship with Jesus. Would you give them the boldness to come and talk to one of the pastors, myself, one of the people with the badges on us that's here to serve? God, give them the courage to, to have that conversation. If they're online, give them the courage to, to do in that chat there to say, I wanna begin my relationship with Jesus today. God, for those that have been serving Jesus, following Jesus, I pray that you would help us to understand today how you are calling us to serve others Speak to our hearts very tangibly today. Let today be a moment that accelerates the building of your kingdom in this area and through this church. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.